And a very good morning to you all. Welcome to those who pulled an all-nighter watching World Cup semi-finals. I wonder if Heels did. Corey Parker is back in the day. Good morning, Coz. Morning, mate. How are you going? Yes, good. back off the bench again. <laughs> High demand. <laughs> I I did the right thing. I sent uh, Heels some tips over for the races yesterday to see whether it could keep him uh, going, but he said I'm barely staying awake, so he's not the best. Well, he should be feeling a little better today. Hopefully he's getting the vitamin C in him, but we'll mm-hmm. talk to Tommy Hackett a little bit later. His tips he gave yesterday were... <laughs> yes, we haven't, didn't have a good day. Look, we'll get through that and uh, just you know, remember what you uh, could be buying instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, big World Cup last night, 724 runs scored, but uh, India are through, as uh, the bookies predicted fairly confidently, and the punters followed along. So it was uh, fairly exhilarating, four for 397, Coley. Uh, 117 off 113, 113 balls. His 50th, 50th ODI century for incredible, India. incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it he breaks. surpasses, obviously, Sachin Tendulkar yeah. in, in that regard for ODI 100. You reckon they weren't starstruck there too, uh, Tendulkar, uh, mm. before the match out there with David Beckham. There you go. Uh, I understand it's Beckham's first time in India. He's over there. Uh, fulfilling roles as a UNICEF ambassador. Okay. So he's been out out in the streets with the kids playing cricket and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, he was at the match last night. And, uh, yeah, there were lots of stars in the eyes. But uh, Kohli, at the end of the day, despite the fact that Mohamed Shami uh, picked up seven wickets, Kohli was the star of the show. And it's Ferguson. Bowling to him. Flicking on the onside. He's got to get to. Here's Virat Kohli. He should get back for two. He turns to Virat. The arms are in the air. There's the leap and fist pump, and he's on his knees. Virat Kohli gets one day international number 50 in a World Cup semi final. He's 100 from 106 deliveries. The helmet's off. It's a wave to the crowd. Yeah. And Tendulkar was in the crowd, as I said, and uh, he he delivered a really humbling, um, just tribute to him. Mm. He said, you started off as a kid in the Indian dressing room that they used to play pranks yeah, on. pranked him with his feet, touched yeah, his feet when yeah, he first went in there. You had to touch Tendulkar's feet. And uh, <laughs> now he said, you, you know, you're basically in the space of the cricketing gods. Uh, it was fantastic. As I said, Shami was, was unbelievable. Hey, look. The, the Indian run chase, the New Zealand run chase, was pretty damn good. Yeah. They made 327. A uh, lot of controversy at the toss. So um, uh, there was talk about the pitch being changed at the last minute. This turned out to be a pitch that had been used twice before mm. during the tournament as opposed to uh, what most believe was going to be a new wicket for this match. So this was Williamson when Rohit Sharma won the toss. Well, Ken, what would you have done had you won the toss? Uh, yeah, we would have had a, a bad first as well. Um, obviously, uh, a, a used surface. So, um, but we will make use of it first up with the ball in hand, and um, and hopefully maybe a little bit of due later. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't work out that no. way. Who, who would have thought though? Like in sport, there's so much in- intricacies that go on, the technicalities, and sometimes it just comes down to a good old toss, <laughs> toss of the bat to see who goes first, because it's so you know it's critical in cricket, right? Mm. Who who gets first bat? Yeah, well, I had a mate of mine that uh, said, "Oh, I might just jump on New Zealand at the four dollars here in a two horse race," and I thought they'd be you know genuine contenders because yeah. I like their bowling attack, but uh, so too did Rohit Sharma like their attack very early. Schultz mm. Setner. He drops short. He said, high over square leg. The biggest of the bunch from Sharma, is it? Well, that is a help yourself buffet, Paul. New Zealand have to be better than that. Well, look, 
they bowled pretty well, but uh, Sharma's 47 off 29 set the pace. He was, they were going at nine and over early, and then it, it just continued. Shulman Gill, he took 80 off 66 in two goes. He he left for cramp at one stage. Now, there was a a little bit of debate about that. Do you leave for cramp in the middle of a World Cup semi-final? Well, we saw our, our very own mm. uh, double hundred, and he was severely cramping after a double hundred, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, it didn't matter at the end. So Coley with 117 of 113. Shreyas Iyer was just brilliant. 105 of 70. He took four fours and eight sixes. Yeah, that's right, eight sixes. So it was just that there were some exhilarating innings. Southie best, well, most successful of the New Zealand bowlers. Wasn't gonna, I'm not going to say best. He took three for 100. Mm. So uh, they gave a little bit of tap to Tim Southey. New Zealand finished with 327 of 48.5. So... They gave it a shake. Daryl Mitchell, absolutely brilliant. 134 of 119. He took nine fours and seven sixes. Um, his 181 run stand with his skipper with Kane Williamson gave them a reason to believe. But then Shami did this right at the end of the innings. 327 for nine. Ferguson gets an outside edge and Shami has seven. Count them all seven wickets for the right arm paceman who has been on a whole different level to any other player with the ball at this World Cup. Earlier today, it was Virat Kohli scoring his 50th one-day international 100. And now Mohamed Shami has seven. Yep, well, they finished up giving him man of the match despite the batting heroics of the likes of Ear uh, and Kohli in particular. But uh, Shami was just brilliant. Seven for 57 is going to uh, change most matches, particularly ODIs. Mm. Um, Williamson was giving due credit uh, after the match. Yeah, I mean, look, India are playing seriously good cricket. They're a class side um, at the top of their game and to come out in a semi-final and um, to come out in a semi-final and, and continue and repeat um, what they've been doing throughout this competition is... Um, shows where they're at uh, as a team and I mean they certainly put us under a lot of pressure in that first half that was that was tough there wasn't um, much in the surface for us and we were trying to defend large parts of that um, you know so credit to certainly to the way that they played and also um, you know in that second half proud of the the fight really it was it was tough um, a lot of movement uh, you know with the new ball and, and those sorts of things so to to give ourselves a bit of a, a sniff, although a lot of things had to go our way. Um, you know, it was a, a fair effort, and I think reflecting on, you know, whatever it's been, seven weeks, I suppose, of cricket, I think um, as a side, I can be quite proud of, of the effort that's gone into um, getting to where we are, and it just didn't quite happen for us today. Yep, so India get to where everyone thought they would be at yeah. the start of this tournament. They remain unbeaten, unbeaten. now. Ten. 10 from 10 in this tournament. Uh, did you stay up all night and watch it? Uh, if so, you're probably asleep, but we'd love to hear from you. Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line. I got through Coley getting to about 40 and then uh, fell. 13-13-55 uh, <laughs> is that open line. Uh, the wicket to the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Text line is 0467 uh, The show brought to you by Burbank Homes. They are the builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes. The all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. And Chemist Warehouse, head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Great to have them all on board. Um, Lee, makes me mad. Two players putting great performances. Coley in the spotline gets me out of the match. Yeah, well, the, the, the one that I read that they gave it to Shami, 
the other sensory maker is young and needs the accolades. Yeah, well, I'll all get the accolades, but I tell you what, Coley, 50 ODI Yeah, centuries. you got to tip your cap when deserved. I mean, yeah. he's just surpassed Sachin Tendulk in regards to, you know, highest ODI hundreds, and, and rightly so. Yeah. I mean, it's an incredible innings. He's off to the World Cup final. Yep. Um, but I do agree with Lee. He's obviously an avid New Zealand fan. <laughs> Um, so now we go to the second semi, Australia v South Africa. I haven't read too much about the uh, about the cyclone uh, mm. that was forming in the Bay of Bengal. So hopefully it's not a, doesn't play a hand tonight. Cyclone Maxwell, they're saying. <laughs> well, let's hope you're right. <laughs> Andrew McDonald uh, made a couple of obvious uh, chats about the inclusions for the semi final, but uh, left us thinking about others. Yeah, I think the the two ins from the from the last game will definitely be Mitchell Stark and and Glenn Maxwell. Obviously, after the, the heroics of Glenn and and suffering that cramp, there was there was some risk associated with him taking on Bangladesh. So we heard on the side of caution there. And with Mitch Stark, um, the heavy workload, he had a few niggles coming in. So we felt like it was a a really opportune time just to give him that sort of slight freshen up leading into the semi final. So he, he'll be a certain starter along with Glenn Maxwell. And then yeah, the rest we've got to talk through. And um, I suppose the the ongoing question for most of the tournament's been about how we'll structure up with our batting uh, unit. Uh, we haven't had the full 15 available, uh, so touch wood, that, that is the case that we've got full 15 fully fit players to to choose from. And, yeah, we'll make a decision, as I said, based upon that surface and and the opponent. But whichever way we go, we feel as though it's, it's going to be a strong-looking team and one that we're excited about. Yep, and the Australian skipper, so no mention of the Marcus uh, and Marnus debate there. Uh, it, it seems to be the way that they're going with, uh, with Marnus. But uh, Pat Cummins was talking up that we are unmatched for the big game experience. I think, you know, what, what helps us is we've got a lot of guys that have been in this situation before uh, that have won one-day World Cup, T20 World Cup, various other tournaments in, in big moments. So I think that, that really helps. You, you know what it takes, but also you, you're not really weighed down by history. You, you get more excited about the challenge and, um, you know, just get stuck into what, what needs to be done. So, yeah, we get the thoughts of one of New Zealand's greatest ever white ball players. Chris Harris is going to join us uh, as the show goes on today. Uh, this was a semi-final that, uh, last night that was clouded in debate over the pitch. Um, they're saying that India had changed pitches late. Well, another one of their legends, Sonal Kavaska, he has gone off. Apparently, mm. he's filthy. He said, and basically said, uh, almost quote unquote, all these morons who talked about the late pitch change. Well, it means nothing now. He said, in fact, there were almost 730 runs scored. Is there a problem with it, though? Like, both teams play on the same well, pitch. They, yeah, they, they, they said it was going to be set up for the Indian spinners. Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, Shami takes seven. He, he's a paceman. Yeah, so most of the theories have been shot down. I think the the angst came about the fact yeah. that they, everyone thought they were going to present a new wicket for this, and all of a sudden they resorted, resorted to a wicket that was... Had had been used for mm. a couple of matches during the tournament, but <laughs> I don't think there's going to be too many repercussions no. given India's standing in world cricket. Correct, and they're through to the final, so that's uh, all that matters. Hey, uh, just quickly, um, and Vanessa will be here shortly. We know that the the AFL have made their play uh, by scheduling these matches, which is called the opening round, not round one, mm. uh, to tap into the Sydney and Brisbane markets while the NRL are in Vegas. Uh, Tom Harley, uh, Swan CEO, he's basically saying, well, this is a good idea. We'll add Sydney to ourselves that night, and um, and I think so from that point of view, uh, we should be able to capture the audience. And I think what, what the AFL have done really well is 
is look at the, the four northern clubs, if you like, and, and look specifically at their opponents. And uh, for us, it's Melbourne. Um, you know, it's a privilege to open the season. And uh, we played our first game as the Sydney Swans in 82. That was the last time we actually had opening uh, opening round against the Demons. And that was Barassi's famous quote, which clearly <laughs> off Ellingworth on. And, um, and we played them in round one back in uh, 1897. So there's some really nice history uh, between the Swans and the Dees. Yes, maybe not those sort of sentiments shared by Mason Cox, uh, the, the Pies Premiership uh, Ruckman. I don't know whether you've seen this quote. He said, and, you know, obviously we know where he's from, but mm. uh, round one, NRL goes to Vegas. The <laughs> AFL Premiers go to a showground in Sydney for set aside for livestock. I tell you what, they're pinning their hat on that round one with the Vegas. There's two games in Vegas and the rest are in Sydney. Well, our resident uh, AFL expert is standing right here shaking her head. What do, what do you think of this? I mean, look at... I, I don't mind it. I mean, they're, yeah. they're making a play. They're having a little swipe at the NRL while we're swanning around in Vegas and taking our four of our best teams over there. I know. It's not Vegas. It won't compare. But, you know, <laughs> I, I definitely welcome them showing a bit of love to the northern states because mm. we are always complaining yeah. about how Victorian-centric it is. They don't even, you know, consider the northern states in a lot of things and uh, we always lose out in, with travel and, you know, the amount of games they get to play at the MCG and down in Melbourne. So, look, I, I like a bit of love. I like a bit of spotlight on mm. Queensland well, and New here South it Wales. Is. But See what they can put up with in their right. first <laughs> opening game. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. All right, what have you got for us? Okay, look, uh, I don't know if you guys have been on a road trip up north at all lately, but the Bruce Highway is in mm. the spotlight today. Uh, not good conditions. A secret audit of our state's roads has found less than half of the Bruce Highway has a two-star safety rating or less. And uh, so that's obviously prompted a few concerns, um, especially with the federal government cutting some of their infrastructure infrastructure spending. They're changing that. That's coming out today, an infrastructure Mm. review where the federal government is chipping in less percentage of infrastructure funding. And so things like the Bruce Highway could lose out. And uh, yeah, obviously we do hear about a lot of crashes on those stretches. It's an ongoing issue for a long period of time, the Bruce Mm. Highway, anywhere north. And you throw a storm or, you know, some bad weather in there, all of a sudden the potholes are bigger and Uh wider and it's it's crazy. Well, I mean, I've only really travelled between Bundy and Brisbane. I, ha- I haven't saw any further than that. I tend to fly, but yes. when, you know, when Mum was was still with us, I, I'd go to Bundaberg reasonably yep. often. And I remember being up there for a big Bulls Masters weekend mm. when the floods happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it was cut in several places. Yeah. I mean, people just couldn't get back into Brisbane. That's it. Couldn't get a flight. You know, you could nothing. Yep, a flooded section or a serious crash blocks it off yeah. and causes yep. absolute chaos. Around Gympie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. watch right. this space. Now, a big story today is uh, the release of 80 people from immigration detention who we have found out, including some criminals. The federal government has uh, buckled to pressure today and said that they are going to push through emergency legislation uh, to deal with them and, and perhaps, mm. um, you know, not that they will necessarily be put back in detention, but just to give more powers in order to monitor them and put restrictions on them as to what they can do. So, yes, they say community safety is the number one priority. Mm. So, 
Yes, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, that will unfold. We're sports commentators, but yes. <laughs> there's some serious criminals out there wandering the streets from what I yeah. can gather at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And look, while we were all watching the cricket overnight, the Arias was on. Oh, Australian yes. music's Night of Nights. Uh, some of the winners include Album of the Year went to Genesis Awusu, Song of the Year went to Rush by Troy Savan. The best group was DMAs. I don't know if you've heard of any of those oh, man, artists. Touch here. Okay, but here's one you do know. One of our favourites, Kylie Minogue, yes. winner for Best Pop Release. Get this, <laughs> Kylie won her first aria back in 1988 for no Locomotion. <laughs> wow. And this is actually her first aria since 2002, so 21 years. She's and just she, been hard at it. She's just she's now set she's up in best, Vegas, ready to go. Yeah. Just kicking goals. So, I know. Good he's, on a, he's a country music guy. Yeah. Who did you give me a bag about saying, you know, what rock have I been living under? Oh, listen, the, there's, the, a, there's plenty the of Luke Holmes. The one you went to see with yeah. the, oh, Luke, Luke Holmes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I've heard him since. I've, I've well, listened to him. I quite like him. I yeah. like he didn't win. He was actually nominated for the International Artist of the Year for the Arias, but Taylor Swift won it, yeah, not Swifty. Luke Coombs. Yeah. Another country music star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Vanessa. It's 6.20. We best get to a break.